It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGreca. Hey, everybody, it's Don LaGreca with the Wednesday edition of Game Misconduct. I am here at Madison Square Garden. Tonight, I'll have the call of the Rangers and the Flyers. It feels like forever these two teams have played. Uh, well, not that long for Philadelphia. They lost to the Devils on Sunday, but the Rangers haven't played since Friday's afternoon's win in Boston against the Bruins. And, of course, the reason why these two teams haven't played in a bit is because they both had games with the Islanders postponed. Uh, the good news is for the Islanders, it looks like uh, they've cleared COVID protocol as far as a team is concerned and can resume play coming up on Thursday. So they were supposed to play on Sunday against the Rangers and Tuesday against the Flyers. Uh, those games obviously were postponed because of COVID, and now the Islanders will get a chance at home against the San Jose Sharks to resume their season and try to snap their eight-game losing streak, and it's just been tough for them to score goals, so hopefully now uh, they get a few players back and will be able to resume tomorrow against the San Jose team that just continues uh, to impress. They are 12-9-1 and uh, on the young season, and they are right now sitting is the first wild card and they are just two points back of Anaheim for third place in the Pacific Division with a game in hand, and that's with the Anaheim Ducks playing just over their heads. So San Jose certainly doing the same and, and actually playing pretty well. All right, we've got a lot to get into as far as discipline is concerned, and we got the news that uh, Brad Marchant is going to um, be uh, suspended for his slew foot earlier in the week. So he already missed the game last night for Boston, and they certainly could have used them as they fell to the Detroit Red Wings. And, and Boston's just not the same team as they've been, and we could talk about no Rask. We can talk about them being too top-heavy, but we've been talking about them being top-heavy for a long time. But you take Marchand out of that top line, even moving Hall up, it, it's still going to be a bit of a, a, a tough go for Boston. Boston's got to find some secondary and tertiary scoring. DeBrusque is asking for a trade, as you're probably aware, and they end up losing a regulation to Detroit 2-1, despite outshooting them 42-16. to So you you can look at it and say, hey, you're, you're producing offense, 42 shots on goal. Um, Nevelkovic was just amazing in the game for Detroit, and they continue to impress as well, the Red Wings. But you know, watching them give up two one-goal leads against the Rangers on Friday, they just don't look like the same team. So I don't know if it's a fait accompli that Boston's going to be in that top three in the Atlantic Division. When the season started, it was, all right, you're giving Florida uh, a spot there. You're giving Tampa a spot there. You're giving Boston a spot there. Uh, but now Toronto looks like one of the best teams in the NHL. They've won four in a row. Florida's been sloppy but finding ways to win games. They had that huge comeback last night against the Washington Capitals. They scored four goals in the third period to win that game in regulation. Real bad loss for the Capitals, but the Caps still 7 Two and one in their last 10, first place in the Metropolitan Division. So if you're going to throw Toronto in there, now you're Boston and you're scrambling for a wild card. The two wild card teams in the East are Pittsburgh and Detroit. Now, I don't know if Detroit's going to be able to sustain. Pittsburgh, they're going to get healthy. They're going to get Malkin back, it looks like, sooner than later. 
but you've got uh, a resurgent uh, Columbus team, although they've been only 500. Devils are better, although they've only been 500. Uh, Philadelphia, who I'm going to get a chance to see tonight, winless in their last six, two for 34 on the power play. So it's kind of a mess where there's going to be a lot of teams scrambling for position here. That's why you want to try to secure yourself a top three position. That's why this Rangers start has been so good for them. That's why this Carolina start has been so good for them as well because you don't want to have to be all these teams like Pittsburgh, Detroit, Columbus, Boston, New Jersey, Philadelphia, all scrambling for spots. Buffalo, Montreal, and Ottawa are done. Uh, but the Islanders certainly aren't. The Islanders are down there at the bottom of the league you know, with their eight-game losing streak because that's because of COVID. That's because of Nelson being out. That's because of Dobson being out. Uh, that's because of Pellick being out, Pulak being out. They're going to get healthy, and they're going to find their way into conversation here. So if you're going to say, well, then it's going to be the Islanders and Pittsburgh that are going to get a wild-card spot. Well, somebody's going to be an odd man out, all right? And maybe it'll all look nice and tidy at the end of the year where like Detroit falls out of it. But you look at the playoff teams in the East, Washington, Carolina, and the Rangers atop the Metro. Florida, Toronto, and Tampa on top of the Atlantic Division, all right? If you want to say that there's a team that maybe does not belong based on what we've seen in recent history, you'd say, well, maybe the Rangers. Maybe they'll fade. Maybe they'll fall out. The two wild card teams are Pittsburgh and Detroit. Well, Detroit will tell you by recent history that they may fall out. So let's just say for sake of argument, and I, I think it's unfair to the Rangers because they played so well off to their best starts in 16-17, ironically enough, the last time they made the playoffs. But let's just do it for sake of argument. Well, then that means, let's say, all right, we'll put Pittsburgh up as third place in the Metropolitan Division. And let's slide Boston into that final wild card spot to replace Detroit just to kind of keep things the way they've been. Well, where do the Islanders go? You know, so when you shuffle things around, there's going to be a pretty good hockey team that's going to miss the playoffs. And right now, if I'm the Islanders, I'm concerned because, yeah, you'll make up those two games, but you've lost eight in a row all in regulation for the first time in forever. And it wasn't like you were playing great hockey before COVID hit. And the, the goals aren't coming. You just hope they didn't dig themselves a hole they can't get out of. Now, it's hard to just throw dirt on a team that's played only 17 games. And we've talked so much about that in, you know, 77, 77% of teams that are in the playoffs at American Thanksgiving make the playoffs. But again, we started a little later than usual. There are certain circumstances why teams are in the positions that they're in. But right now, there's going to be a team that's going to be disappointed in not getting a chance to be into the second season. And, all right, you could say, well, the Rangers are going to fade. Well, I can make the case from a Rangers standpoint that they could actually play better than they've played because they haven't gotten a lot, or at least to the back of the hockey card of Panarin and Zibanejad. Um So, hey, that sometimes that doesn't happen. Sometimes that happens and you end up losing games. But... You know, right now you're you're at almost at the quarter pole here, and there are some teams that might be able to feel like they're in a little bit of trouble. The other discipline situation is Brendan Lemieux getting five games for biting Brady Kachuk, and Brady Kachuk was great. He ended up, you know, taking some of it back. We talked about it a little bit on Monday about how nobody wants to play for the guy. He got bit. Now, listen, it's an open. It's not a biting of the glove. It's a hand. It's it's a really bad situation, and and he deserved to get his five games, maybe even more. But you knew he was going to get at least five when he had the hearing. But I remember Dave Maloney, the guy I work with with the Rangers, saying, as far as biting is concerned, you put your hand in, 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 in somebody's mouth, you're going to get bit. Now, I don't know if that's what Lemieux did. Um, I, I don't know if that's what Kachuk did to Lemieux, and that's why Lemieux bit. I, I don't know what the situation was, but it's ugly, and he deserved it, and that's why he got the, uh, the suspension. And uh, Rod Brindamore, for some filthy language, gets a $25,000 fine 
uh, for the hurricanes. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So we get the discipline out of the way, I think, for the most part. Uh, and now we can kind of dive into um, the games uh, tonight uh, or just just reviewing some of the games from last night. Um, the Blues, that's a big-time win for them, down 3 nothing after one against the defending Stanley Cup champions. And they fight back and they win that game in the shootout. So the Blues starting to play some better hockey now. And the Blues find themselves in the conversation as second place in a what is a wide-open central division to me. Uh, and for an example of that, you know, it wasn't too long ago that Winnipeg was sitting in third place, and now Winnipeg finds themselves like out of the playoffs. They dropped to 24 points with 22 games played. They're sitting on the outside looking in where just a second ago they were in third place. The reason for that is is because there's only one point separation from Nashville and Winnipeg. And they both played 22 games. So things are going to be very, very wide open. But right now, a little bit of separation with St. Louis having 27 points. Clearly, Minnesota's the best team in that division. But that's a big-time win. You're down 3 nothing after one at home against the, the Lightning. That's a tough one. Um, Blue Jackets might be coming back to earth here. They're 5-5 five and five in their last 10. Nashville, 37 shots, 6 goals. They've been playing some tremendous hockey. Forsberg becomes the all-time scorer in Nashville history, passing Martin Erat. Um, Stars with a, a really nice bounce back, four to one over the Carolina Hurricanes as they're starting to play a little bit better. But another example, as we talked about in the Boston game against Detroit, Hurricanes have to be pretty satisfied when they go out and they outshoot their opponent forty to seventeen. But they end up losing three uh, by three. Hints gets the hat trick, uh, but just an, an amazing performance. Uh, for uh, Holpe, who made 39 saves in that win. So I think the Hurricanes are just fine. And maybe the best game of the night was the shootout win for the Ducks over the Kings, 5-4. to four. You know, Kings, you know, hunt for a playoff spot. He's a friend of the Michael K. Show. He's a local kid from New Rochelle, former Ranger, former Capital, former Blue, former Avalanche. But Kevin Shattenkirk has found a home in Anaheim, and he has played some amazing hockey. He gets a big goal unassisted during the game, and then he gets the shootout game winner. But this was a game uh, Terry gets his 14th goal of the season. Shattenkirk had given um, them the lead, and then the Ducks went on a tear and took a 4-1 lead. And give the Kings credit, they stole a point because they get three unanswered goals after um, – the Lundstrom goal that made it 4-1 early in the third period. We're midway through, about eight minutes in. Kempe scores his eighth. Iafolo comes back a few minutes later, and he makes it a one-goal game. And then Dustin Brown gets his third uh, with a little less than four and a half minutes to play. So that's not bad. You're, you're 17 minutes left of the game down 4-1 against a pretty good hockey team in the Ducks, and you're able to come back and tie the game in regulation without even having to pull your goaltender. But eventually, the Ducks win in the shootout, uh, and that gets the job done for them. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Slew of games on a Wednesday, six in all. Um, I'll be here at the Garden for the Rangers and the Flyers uh, at 7.30. The Avalanche will be in Detroit, take on the Maple Leafs. Boy, I don't know what the over is for that. Maybe Anthony can look it up for me, but I would bet the over in that one. I think there could be a ton of goals in that one. Uh, Canucks had a nice win against Montreal. They'll be in Ottawa to take on the Senators. Uh, the Kraken are in Detroit to take on the Red Wings, and the Red Wings playing back-to-back nights against the Kraken team that's actually won a couple of games in a row and looking a little bit better than they did earlier in the season. Ducks back in action against the Vegas Golden Knights. That's a big game out west. And Pittsburgh continues their trip out to western Canada. They'll be in Edmonton to take on the Oilers as they lost to the Flames in a shootout uh, the other night. So let's hear from you at Don LaGreca, hashtag game misconduct. Didn't get a chance to do any tweets back on Monday, so I wanted to do some today. Uh, Donnell Weaver says, hey, Don, did you think the NHL was too late to postpone the Islanders games and the Devils played a bad game last night against the Sharks? They play one good game, then the next game they play bad. They are too inconsistent. Don't you agree? Well, you're, what young teams are going to be that inconsistent, but give the Sharks credit. They're a really good hockey team. And we should mention talking about the Devils as uh, the Devils lock up Jack Hughes. Eight years, $8 million per. So they recognize the talent. He comes back, ironically enough, missing 17 games from the separated shoulder. Jumps right back into the lineup and gets a nice contract. But youth is probably the reason that team has been so inconsistent. Uh, let's let's be honest, Donnell. We, we thought this team was going to be improved. We weren't sure they were going to be a playoff team. That inconsistency is going to be the reason. We've talked so much about the, the, the COVID protocol stuff with the Islanders. EJ, I thought, was very good with it on Monday when we had him on. It's tough. There's a lot of things to consider. And the Islanders were in a tough spot because they were home. They wanted to play that game to open up the building. And that kind of, I think, opened the doors for them to continue to play. Um, you're never going to get it right. And I thought EJ made a really good point that, you know, you want to play these Olympics. And the NHL is going to take a knee for three weeks in February so that these players can go to China and represent their countries. Uh, how do you do that if you've got a bunch of games to make up? you already got three games with Ottawa to make up. Now the Islanders with two games to make up. How many times are we going to see COVID be a problem? Um, uh, Cassidy did not coach for Boston last night because of COVID protocol. The Sharks went through it, continued to play. Um, Greg McKegg, even though he's been a healthy scratch for the Rangers, unavailable because of COVID down in Hartford. Uh, they've had to shut down for a couple of games because of COVID in the AHL, not just with Harvard, but, uh, Hartford, but other places. So, you know, with this new variant, they're likely here in the United States. It's already in Canada. You know, we're only in, uh, you know, December 1st here. There could be a lot more postponements between now and when the Olympics start. And when are you going to make these games up? And I don't think the NHL has an appetite for deciding another Stanley Cup in July. So... Sometimes you've got to try to push forward so you don't have too many games you have to make up. Uh, Troy says, I think Lemieux should have gotten 10 games for his incident. When you consider the health risks involved with that kind of act, what are your thoughts? Listen, more would have been better, not knowing all of the circumstances behind it, but still biting is just, it's a deplorable act. It really is. And I don't know how much COVID comes into it because these guys have all uh, been tested before they played. And it's just an awful thing to have to do for sure. Um, John says, uh, looking at the Vegas salary cap, how is it possible for them to ever get under the cap? It's a great question, especially now with the Eichel deal. They've got a lot of heavy lifting to do over the next few years to try to make it work. They might be able to circumvent the cap if they're fortunate enough to make the playoffs and have Eichel come back, but it's only going to be a headache next year. And the only way to resolve that is you have to think, I go back to the 2010 Chicago Blackhawks who were in cap hell after they won, and a lot of good players, you know, Shaw, um, 
Bufflin, uh, just off the top of my head, guys that they had to almost trade away for nothing just to be able to get under the cap. It's really, really, really tough. Uh, NYR Fanatic says, hello, Don. Sorry for my long absence, but I'm back now. Kreider has 15 goals and is on pace for 60, but he's never hit 30. How high do you think he can go this season? Well, he's got nine power play goals, and if this power play continues to click, uh, listen, it would be very, unless there's injury or something unforeseen, it is really going to be tough for him not to get 30 this year when he's already halfway there and they played only 20 games. So this could finally be the breakout year for him, and I'd love to see it. I think he should be the captain of this team. Now, I'm not saying great play should assure you wearing the C. Jacob Truba showed a lot of leadership here this year as well. But uh, I'm kind of liking this kind of click and maybe being a 40-goal season for him. He has really picked up the slack uh, for some of the lack of uh, goal scoring we've seen from Panarin and Zibanejad. Uh Yankee Penguin says, Hi, Don. What are your thoughts on Brendan Moore getting fined $25,000 for arguing with officials? Well, I don't know if it was so much the arguing of, or berating of the officials. Listen, he didn't lose any time behind the bench. It's a $25,000 fine. Uh, sometimes you've got to look the other way with this stuff uh, if you're an official, but at the same time, for some of the language that was used, um, not a good idea, so I don't really have a problem with the fine. Sam Diaz says, with eight games uh, over the next two weeks, the Rangers will need Georgiev to step up. If he struggles mightily against uh, his next game played, how long will the Rangers stick with him? Will they bring Kincaid or Huska up? Well, I think Huska would probably be next because he's having such a great year with the Wolfpack unless they want to get some experience because Kincaid did play a few games last year. But I'm 100% agreement with you, Sam. There's an issue here with Georgiev, and you just can't continue to play Shesterkin. I think they will for as long as they can here, but you're right. Eight games in the next two weeks. They've got back-to-back games coming up on Friday against San Jose, Saturday against Chicago. Georgiev is going to have to play, and if he has another stinker, remember he had to get bailed out um, the other night against the Buffalo Sabres, that the clock may be ticking on him for sure. And I would not be surprised if he puts up another stinker. There'll be another backup, whether it's Kincaid or Huska. Chris says, hi, Don. Yesterday, Chuck Fletcher met with the media and appeared to promote patience with the team and wanted to see what they can do when healthy. Is it realistic to think that Ellis and Hayes returning will fix the team? If not, what next trades or coaching change? Well, we talked about with this EJ back on Monday, and he said this even last year during the pandemic season, there seems to be a disconnect with um, the coaching staff uh, led by Elaine Vigneault and also his assistant, Michelle Therrien, uh, and the and the team. And this has been going on for a while now. But you also can't take away from the fact that Kevin Hayes is a big-time scorer for them and, and might be contributing to the fact that they're 2-for-34 on the power play. Ellis was a major acquisition during the offseason, and he hasn't been able to play. So, you know, you're looking at injuries that are significant. Uh, you got to try to overcome them. Uh, you can't be that poor offensively. I think, still think they should be above 500 rather than 8-8-2. Eight, eight, and two. Uh, No wins in their last six, just two points in that, in that span. And, and most of the poor power play time has come during this recent stretch. But I, I like that Cliff Fletcher met with the media. I like the fact that he's trying to show that there's confidence here. Uh, but, hey, we just talked about it. We even mentioned Philadelphia and all those teams scrambling for playoff position. You know, Philadelphia is going to be an odd man out unless they start catching up here because it's getting late early. Because with all these three-point games, we talked about this at nauseum, sometimes it's difficult to make up the gap. It really is because teams that you're chasing are playing each other a lot, um, and sometimes teams are earning points despite losing games. 
That's a problem. So you look at Philadelphia right now. They sit with 20 points, 20 games played. They're five points back at Detroit. They do have three games at hand on Detroit. They're five points back at Pittsburgh. They do have two games at hand on Pittsburgh if they want to shoot for the Rangers, and that's why it's a big game tonight. They sit right now nine points back of the Rangers with the same amount of games played, but win in regulation tonight. You cut it down to seven, and then maybe you can make some hay. So we'll see if they can do it. It's going to be tough uh, because, again, you could dig yourself a, a hole pretty early here, and even when you have 62 games remaining, it's tough to move up, uh, especially um, with the injuries that they have right now and still no word exactly when um, those guys are going to get a chance to play again. Uh, um, it looks like Hayes is close. As I looked at the projected lines in preparing for this game today, uh, still, uh, they have Hayes in the lineup uh, on the third line. So it looks like Hayes back in the lineup for the Flyers tonight. Uh, but Ellis is going to be a slow burn. Derek Broussard out with a hip. Let's not forget about him either. Nate Thompson's a pretty good physical player. He's out with a shoulder. Patrick Brown's out with a thumb. So there's a lot of injuries for Philadelphia. But the big ones, Broussard, Hayes, Ellis. You get Hayes back tonight. Broussard seems closer than Ellis. And then eventually you hope that you can get everybody back uh, into form And if you do, you hope there's enough time for them to be able to make up the gap. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. All right, I got ready for the K show and for the game tonight. Want to hear from you at Don LaGranca, hashtag game misconduct. We'll be back here at the Garden on Friday. I'll be calling the game between the Rangers and the Sharks, so we'll have our top five and all that and get you ready for the weekend. So we'll talk to you again on Friday. This was the Wednesday edition of Game Misconduct. This is the Game Misconduct Podcast with Don LaGranca.